Hello, everybody, and welcome to. Welcome to. Yeah, because it's not spin cake anymore. Spin cake. Finished. Yeah, uh, this is gonna be an episode spread around in the web talking about stuff. And uh, yeah, we can call it Echelon. Yeah, we can call these spread episodes Echelons. Like wind blown around your normal route to work or your just bicycle spin that is coming from the side. It's tough, it's challenging, and it's better if lived in a good company. Like in the Echelons, in the Peloton. That's why I can say that listen to this podcast during your daily life, your working day, in the car, on the bicycle. But you can also listen with other people. A beer night, listening to the voice of Calamaro, Stefano. That's myself. Ah, I don't want to talk about sponsor this time, but why don't to mention Unknown Bikes. We met yesterday and it was really, as usual, the perfect night with beers. And they are the kind of people that are listening to my podcast with other people, drinking beers and commenting everything I'm saying. And uh, yeah, my contacts also this time, you can listen. Not only listen. Sorry, my voice is a bit rusty. I'm not so trained anymore because I'm not doing this podcast every week so sometimes you could find some mistakes but i will start again saying yeah my contacts you can contact me as usual and you can see my pictures around and you can see my comments around so if you want to send me a message hello at calamara.cc is my email and if you want to check my comments twitter.com slash read calamaro is my account instagram the same read calamaro and this episode is hosted on soundcloud listen calamaro and also on iTunes, probably. You will find it. Talking about SoundCloud, I read a couple of weeks ago that the company is a bit in trouble. Well, everybody who is working there, come on, guys, keep it up, keep on going. Thanks to SoundCloud, this podcast is going on. And also a lot of podcasts that are around in the web. And also all the community of young artists or affirmed artists that are uploading their content in this wonderful platform. Keep on going because without SoundCloud, a lot of amazing music and amazing content will never exist. So yeah, why this episode here coming from nothing? Uh, I got a super intense winter. Yeah, autumn and winter. You understood and you listened to everything thanks to my spin cake. And after it, a well-deserved and amazed reserved holidays came. I can say to myself, it was a really tough winter. Thousands of projects here at work, thousands of projects, side projects in my daily life, and then meetups, this, that, and then the huge appointment with the Fixed 42 World Championship. And then I was just exhausted. That's why, well, just an amazing ride. Nah, it's not a ride. Vacation in a place where you can enjoy the beach and enjoy the rides would be in front of me. In April, I decided together with my girlfriend that we needed to go to Nice. Her family has a flat there, a really tiny apartment, but enough. And Nice is kind of la mecca of cyclists. So last week, yes, it was two Fridays ago, I packed my bicycle and my racing bicycle, my Hammer, and I flew to Nice, Côte d'Azur Airport, an airport as tiny as messy. Really, it was really uh, an adventure to pick up my bicycle, but once I did it, I just add up to the bus station where the shuttle bus would bring me to the city center. But two Fridays ago was July the 14th, National Holiday in France, and also um, the recurrency of the first anniversary of the coward attack terroristic attack that happened in Promenade de l'Inglaise in the 14th of July 2016 during the celebration of 14th of July. And uh, so it was a messy situation. This, you know, the environment there, the um, scenario was a bit really sad, really unrealistic. And there were actually three presidents, one actual president, two former presidents speaking 
to the population and then a really emotional concert and then they also flew the, the balloon and remembering people that die in that uh, tough attack and uh, so this means that there was a lot of traffic around so buses were not moving so we decided, uh, so us, me, my girlfriend, together with a family, Norwegian family, to pick up a taxi. And we reached the location without any problem. So as I was saying, we were walking in Promenade l'Inglese, just recalling the memory and trying to also here to keep up uh, the spirit for the commemoration of the attack. And yeah, I just got to know and to meet for the first time Nice. And yeah, I can tell you it was amazing. But it's not about it, about my vacation that I want to talk to you, but it's about my riding during this vacation. As I was saying, Nice is the real mecca of cyclists because it's sunny almost for the all here, thanks to the Mediterranean. And because close to the sea, there are amazing mountains, hills and mountains, Alps, maritime are there, and uh, also small hills and vegetation is really good. And there is always, uh, even if it's yeah hot, there is always some wind coming from the sea. So that's why it's so greatly good to ride bicycle in that places. That's why also another great character belongs to this area. I am talking about Café du Cyclis. Café du Cyclis, I think they started being a kind of a bicycle café and uh, yeah, they are in the arbor of Nice. And then at a certain point, they started being a brand for clothing for cyclists. Super high level clothing. That's why they are so expensive, by the way. And also thanks to this activity, they are also organizing rides here and there around all the Côte d'Azur and uh, yeah this was my first adventure with a bicycle there. So I arrived on Friday night, I assembled my bicycle on Saturday afternoon and Sunday morning was the day of my first ride in Côte d'Azur. Uh, I got a bit of problem at the beginning to try to understand when the Café to Cyclist guys were doing their rides and after a bit of research, why there was some problems, just let me explain you in a couple of words. There are two different Strava group about yeah, related to Café du Cycliste. One is the international one, and the other one is uh, Café du Cycliste Côte d'Azur. Well, the first one, the first group, it's really messy because there are content of, I don't know, belonging to three or four months ago, never updated and blah, 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 but it's international and you expect that all the stuff are there because it's written in English. Well, no, if you are writing down Ostrava Café du Cyclis, get rid of the international one and just focus on the Côte d'Azur one. There is where they are publishing all the events and all the rides that they're gonna do. So yeah, also for you guys, just try to uh, clean up a bit, otherwise it could be confusing. So yeah, after a bit of research, another thing, sorry for opening up this parenthesis, is that connection in Nice it's shitty. So all the net, talking about 4G or 3G, also talking about Wi-Fi, and not so fast. So yeah, I struggled a bit to find the, ray, the way and also the contacts. But once I did it, it was a relief. I found Côte d'Azur Café du Cyclis. I found the uh, Espresso ride. Yeah, because they are doing usually two rides. The Cappuccino ride is on Saturday and the Espresso ride it was it's usually on sunday i think it's related of the speed usually saturday is a bit more a social thing and sunday is a bit more uh experienced riders thing i got on this one and the ride for that day was kind of around 80 kilometers of 2500 meters of uh, climbing really interesting. So a bit challenged, I decided that, okay, I'm gonna join them this time. So 7.30, out of bed, coffee, breakfast, preparing everything, and then move directly to the Café du Cycliste place. The ride started at 8 o'clock, but I arrived something like 10-15 minutes in advance, and I had to pump up my 
tires. Yeah, you know, transportation and things. I don't like to transport my pump with me. And once I prepared everything, I was ready because cappuccino or coffee and croissant was for free. Nah, I was too late. I didn't take advantage of it. Fortunately, I got a really interesting and huge breakfast at home. So everything was ready. Everything was set up. And uh, the pack was leaded by uh, an English guy speaking an amazing French. And his name was, let me double check because as usual, I cannot remember everything. Kran. So English guy speaking an amazing French, super fit, as you can imagine. Close to him, we were kind of a couple, yeah, kind of 12, yeah, a dozen, a dozen of people, a bunch of a dozen of people trying to get to, to this place. So eight o'clock means not so many car and also because it's not that easy to get out from Nice. And then we started get out from the city. Ready? Go. Climbs arriving because outside of Nice is everything uphill. So yeah, there was the first climb. So first of all, we added to Aspremont. Aspremont looks like, sounds like Aspromonte, one of the biggest mountains else of my birthplace, Calabria. But yeah, this was really nice. It's not the same place. And uh, yeah, we started climbing and uh, adding to Aspremont. You could see already the pack starting being a bit long on the street because not everybody can keep the same pace also because in this pack there were people that were really trained i think that there were some a couple of professionals that were there don't want to know how much professionals but i remember for sure this young guy malo I think he is something like 52 or 53, 52 or 53 kilos, and it's really strong. You can see him climbing as, uh, I don't know, one of the professional guys, you know. I don't want to nominate any one of these also because to the France showed not so many good climbers. I will stop it. And yeah, so the, but the pack was really long. There was not so compact anymore. But yeah, I got also a, a nice chat in the first 13, 14 kilometers. It took for me almost one hour um, with people that were as trained as me. You know, riding in Berlin is not that easy to make your legs good for health. And with these guys, uh, let's say the weakest one on the uphill, we started talking about how cool is Nice during winter, during spring, during autumn, and uh, how good is to climb, how good is to lay on the beach, obviously, how good is the weather, and how fine and how easy is to find some uh, professional riding there. Because I think that also the Sky Team are going there super often because of the weather and because of the climbs, and also some other professionals as their flat, their location in. Uh, Monaco in Monte Carlo. I don't know, a couple of that I just remember. Pippo Pozzato? Yeah, Pippo Pozzato has his flat, his house in Monaco. So yeah, you can see very often in winters, see uh, professional riders climbing that mountains. With this conversation, we arrived to Aspremont and yeah, I can tell you that already after 15, 18 kilometers, I was already almost exhausted, but amused also by the great climbs and the great nature that you can see over there. I really had a lot of fun. Fortunately, Keiran and uh, all the professional guys that was riding with us uh, waited for us for any kind of uh, stop or uh, time that we have to turn left or turn right, just because they know that the different, yeah, the level of the people is quite different in these uh, rides. And yeah, it was super nice. They were waiting for us. I think that at least, ah, I don't want to exaggerate, but at least 15 minutes, let's say, at least 15 minutes. But from Aspremont, we then moved away from uh, there to, we moved east because we wanted to arrive to Les Chateaux. So a really steep downhill. And also there, if you don't know how to ride uphill because you're missing the legs, for sure you don't know neither how to go downhill because you're not trained, you're not used to do it. So they had to wait for me also another couple of times at the end of any corner. But then there was another amazing um, ride, uh, climb to Le Chateau, as I was saying. Also there, this was a bit lighter, this was a bit, yeah, let's say not so tough at the, as the beginning, probably because I had a bit more of kilometers in my legs and probably also because also, yeah, the grade was a bit yeah easier to climb. 
but, but arrived there, I was feeling super strong again, and then go down in the downhill with a lot of kickbacks. This was also very challenging and very training, and this time I felt myself a bit uh, better used to come down from the hills. Then from there, obviously they had to wait for me again, we arrived in this other uh, valley that was really nice, that was the street, the road was closed, to uh, cars because there was I think it was a mine of a stone mine or stuff like this and it was the perfect post modern post industrial landscape you know how much I love post industrial stuff I'm riding in Berlin all the time and yeah till then I can say that it was really uh, again recharging my battery since we arrived again to another climb really long this time and tough enough I think was the one to Beausoleil and uh, there I think that the guys helped me, uh, waited for me for at least 30, nah, 20, 25 minutes it was as I was saying uh, a bit tough but it was challenging finally my legs were tasting some cool mountains and then from there heading down back to Nice passing through Monaco and uh, really uh, large streets and corners yeah it was really interesting in total it was according to my wahoo element it was an 84 it, here is saying 82.5 because i missed the first side let's say that was around 84 84 kilometers for 1600 meters of elevation so of climbing and uh, also moving of around five no sorry four hours for me was this other people have other data on their bicycle computer on their strava i trust a lot my wahoo element because he has a barometric altimeter and it could be trustful this time was also the first time that for myself i used um, an art rate monitor just to you know i'm getting old and i need to understand which one on my level and this time i learned actually that uh, my uh, good level for climbing is around 150 max 160 when i'm going above 160 beat for minute means that something is going wrong and that i have to take it easier but understood a bit better in the next rise and yeah then we arrived to back to cafe du cyclist i drank an amazing pear juice and then obviously i talked again with kran explaining a bit my uh, my life my podcast stuff or whatever it was a really amazing and nice talk i went back home and i had a break for another couple of days because a couple of days later i went to meet daniel my mate of rides here in berlin now he moved back to sweden he's swedish and we talked a bit during this last period because we wanted to do a youtube video and the youtube video should be shooted out in uh, climbing the col de la madone but but it's better to let him explain to everybody what does it mean, Col de la Madone, and what is Col de la Madone. Also because I'd like to introduce again in my podcast my interview style. And today, as I was telling you before, I'm here together with Daniel, with whom we did an amazing ride in Nice. But first of all, let me introduce Daniel. This is Daniel. He's coming from Sweden, but it's better for you to talk. Otherwise, I'm talking for you is not the best thing. Ciao, Daniel. Hello. Um, how are you, Stefano? Uh, super good, even if I was preferring to stay in Nice with some climbs and the seaside instead of staying here to Berlin. Ah, today actually is sunny, so it's fine. What about you? What's happening there in Sweden? Um, I think it's the end of summer now. It's August. The birds are flying away, so it's quite uh, quiet actually. Um, but today was a really sunny day, so that's nice. And so perfect weather to so go with the bicycle. Yeah, so that's why I went inside to the gym. Ah, but, but makes sense, makes yeah. sense. Yeah, just to get, you know, to warm up for the winter. Yeah, that's, the, oh, that's mentally warming up. And yeah, uh, just a bit of introduction about Daniel. Me, Daniel and I, we met last year in Berlin thanks to an amazing bicycle group, the Aspire group. I'm still riding with, riding with these guys weekly. And we met here in Berlin and then uh, we had a, some 
I don't know, hundred kilo of uh, hundreds of kilometers together. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I think something like this. And then he went back to Sweden. Then, when at a certain point we decided that probably we had to create some content together, and everything started with Nice. But yeah, uh, maybe it's better for you to introduce to introduce actually who you are and also something about your project of the YouTube channel. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so as you said, we met when I was living in Berlin last year. I was down there for two months studying German. And uh, I brought my bike because I wanted to know how, what it was like to uh, ride my bike around Germany and to see if there's any people there riding bikes. And there was. It was you, Stefano, and a group of other, a big group of other people, Germans and expats and a lot of British guys. But I, when I don't study German, I work as a content creator for a uh, ad agency up here in Stockholm, Sweden. And I have a background as a photojournalist, um, working with reportage and a lot of still photography. And then after now, after two and a half years working at this agency, producing a lot of video, uh, I realized that I myself watch a lot of YouTube uh, uh, videos about cycling, uh, cycling Maven, Francis Cade, and those kind of people. And I think they do really interesting content, uh, but I missed some voice from the northern parts of Sweden. And my so I just started this channel uh, like in, in the end of May. So it's a very, very, kind of a very early part of this project. But Tell us the name of the, pro, the YouTube channel. Okay, so the name of the channel is Daniel Cycling. I want to have a clear name that kind of uh, told the viewer who is saying what and what am I talking about. And my hope for it is to kind of show the cycling culture up here in uh, Northern Europe. And um, I want to do a lot of, a lot of uh, adventure rides where I kind of just explore the and show what it looks like to ride around up here and um, then also hope to in the future do more content uh, where i uh, meet a lot of other cyclists around here and talk with them and their feelings about what it is that they like about cycling um, so yeah that's where i am right now great in any case i will link your channel in the description section below but in any case just go straight through uh, the content that we produce together actually we spoke about it before and actually was also kind of convincing the both of us ourselves each other to go to nice not only to enjoy the seaside but to enjoy climbing and riding bicycle but also to do something to Together. So that's why one day we decided to go for a ride. I was supposed to have a longer ride, but you know, cycling in Berlin all the time on flat street and flat road, it's not so good. So I was not that trained for long rides, but we went anyways for an iconic ride. We went for Col de la Madone. Yes. Uh, yeah, so we... Um... I've been to Nice to go cycling once before last year and I was thinking maybe I should just go back there uh, for two weeks of vacation uh, to go riding. And, uh, and then I, we, I remember we were talking that you were also going down there so maybe we should do something together and see if we can create some interesting stories about it. Um, and my thought about this vacation was that it would be some kind of training camp slash vacation um, so, I, so I did a lot of cycling and one of the best ones was with you I think mm -hmm. so and I've cheated I cheated some during that time down there because I tested out the ride to call the Madon and you told me just in be so during our ride because I was thinking that your first ride in Col de la Madon was the year before then at a certain point you told me no I just did it two days ago yeah yeah, it was a bit cheating. Yeah, I know it was a bit cheating, but I couldn't really help myself. It was like, in there's ton of interesting roads you can try out around Nice, and uh, due to that, I lack fantasy, so I just take the same route all the time because it's Col de la Madone is just a very beautiful ride, and uh, it's kind of once you learn the all the turns you need to make, it's uh, convenient also, uh, and it's. Uh, it's also easy to say to someone else that you wrote Col de la Mandon because they kind of know what it is. So that's also a good point, I think. 
Yeah, but the other point is that, if I can be completely sincere with you, is that you are lazy. And uh, you are riding, you are starting riding six o'clock in the afternoon while, you know, the real cyclists are moving six o'clock in the morning. And that's why when I told you at a certain point, hey, Daniel, why don't we go with the Café du Cyclist guys to have this amazing route? It's going to be 2000 meters of climbing with you know, 120 kilometers. And it's going to be actually at seven o'clock in the morning, you said. Uh, I have kind of a dinner the night before. I think I'm going to drink something. It ended up that I went to bed way later than you because I saw you. And anyways, I went to cycle with this Café du Cyclist guys. Anyways, your decision was the best in any case because I was destroyed the day after. But wrapping back to the to our ride, uh, what, what was for you actually riding this uh, Col de la Madonna, even just the first time? How do you like it? Uh um i don't know how to start the story like but i think i have a certain relationship with col de la madone in nice because my, the first uh, carbon frame i bought was a used 10 year old used trick madone uh uh-huh. 2006 that okay. my dad is now riding but that was the first one i bought it used and i put it together myself so then when i realized that I was going to Nice and that Col de la Madone is actually in Nice and it's actually not just a bike name it's actually a real ride you can do I was really intrigued and thought maybe I should just try it out and I've ridden it three times now and it's just a uh, uh, compared to riding in flat Sweden it's totally something else and you have a great view all the time the road is really narrow you can see the it's really steep and you get passed by uh, a lot of local really fast cyclists all the time so you feel really shitty about your fitness physique and stuff uh, but you say hey hi and bonjour to everyone and that's really uh, it's a great feeling and then once at the top it's like a um, I don't know, a, um, like a big festival up there because there's so many cyclists stopping up there all the time and then going back down again. And uh, I've never uh, experienced something at all like that when I've been riding in Berlin or, or Sweden. It's uh, it's just a totally different thing, but uh, yeah. Actually, remember that we met this, uh, okay, a couple of Italian guys, I remember, they were super fast, they wanted to go back to start again climbing, they're crazy, and then the Norwegian guy that, he, I remember he rented the car in um, San Remo, I don't remember where, and then he was, no. he arrived to Nice, he le- so I don't remember the story, tell me the story. Uh, is, yeah, so, so we met this Norwegian guy uh, yeah. up there, he had like a, a bike for over, uh, um, ten thousand dollars oh like, really yeah it was like a trek one project with the uh, di2 i was really uh, um, Damn it. I, yeah i thought it was cool but anyway he lived uh, he was on vacation with his family he rented a house in nice and they had a rental car that he rented in san remo mm-hmm. which, was, which is on the italian side yeah so he thought that to get some cycling into his vacation he put the bike in the car drove it to San Remo, left it there and uh, rode back and while he was, was riding back from San Remo he climbed Col de Madone and I think some other climbs and uh, he didn't have breakfast before he told me so I don't really understand how he can actually do that because that sounded really hard and the other cool thing that I remember from this guy, he was telling me, yeah, because, you know, um, I'm father of three and my girlfriend is, my girlfriend, my wife, I don't remember, is also completely into bicycles. So the thing that I have to do now, I have to speed up the process because I have to do these other two mountains. I don't remember what he said. And then I have to go home because I have to take care of my three kids because now my wife wants to go out and do the same route. Uh, That's so good, you know, riding together. So riding together with your girlfriend, with your boyfriend or whatever, do something like a couple riding. I think it's really amazing. Sharing the same passion is not that easy, actually. No, but it's really, uh, I think it's really rewarding. Like, uh, me and Helena rides. She's been riding for two years now, I think. Uh, and uh, it's just like, it's like when you travel alone and you go to a museum, it's it's nice to go to a museum and see all the stuff, but you can't really talk to anyone about it, like your, what you think about the art or anything. Uh, and that gets kind of boring after a while. And I think that's the same with writing by yourself. Uh, yeah. And 
so just going out and and and, and writing just for the sake of writing and just talking with your uh, with helena in this case that we can talk about oh did you see this or how was that how was that climb and it's really fun it's and then you don't focus too much about the the result or how many watts you pressed or whatever it's more about just uh, enjoying the view and uh, i think that that's the most important part for me in, in riding yeah i can tell you that also with marcia marcia is a bit also for her she's a super good cyclist especially in downhill it's just insane it's so good but the point is that it's a bit lazy and uh, she doesn't like to climb because it's starting hurting you know legs are a bit tough to carry on top of the mountains so we went together the day after we met i think or two days after to uh, we went to aspremont and it was also an interesting climb, but she decided to rent an electric bicycle. But it's, you know, it's a first step. If it's a first step, I think she's, she will get there. Yeah, but I think um, um, it is a difficult thing if you're into a certain, like a hobby, like cycling, and then you want to introduce this hobby, your love for something to your, to someone that you really like, and that you want to share this passion, or you at least you want to describe what it's like. And in the beginning, I felt like it was, uh, uh, it, it's hard when you used to go in a certain pace and you have to, in the beginning, you think that what do I need to do to make Helena go as fast as I do, because that's the main goal. And then you realize after a while that no, that's not the goal. Like I need to pace myself to, in order to make it fun for her. Otherwise, it's not going to be at all an interesting experience for her. And like the electric bike is a great tool. I think it's like golf. It's you have a handicap in golf so you can play against a really professional player and you can still win having an electric bike is just basically the same i think uh, and uh, so the more people that can get into biking that way i think it's great yeah my idea was on the other side that okay um it was a way to show marcia the reward of arriving on top of a mountain something like the satisfaction oh. and the first time you can do it with an electric bike it's okay because still you are going to enjoy all the route that you are cycling without having so much pain in your legs the second time you're going to do it again the third time maybe you want to do without the electric bicycle because you want to enjoy and to um yeah to see how how is for your body mm. and everything so it was just something like a kickoff and i think yeah. that's as it's gonna be a, a, it was a really good kickoff for climbing with an electric bike but i think that she will get rid of it super soon but for kicking off it's really good yeah yeah and uh, yeah another thing that i think that keeps you super close to call de la madone was the anecdotes that you were telling me i was not aware of it actually today i was watching again the video of lance arms uh Okay, I'm just spoiling a bit, <laughs> but of Lance Armstrong telling this story, and yeah, it's just crazy, it's just amazing. So I want you to tell again this story, and I want to say something, maybe it's not so politically correct, that maybe Lance Armstrong cheated, it was doping, and blah, 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 but on the other side, it was still one of the best cyclists I've ever seen on TV, unfortunately. But I will tell you the story. You don't need to share with me my thought, but I wanted to say no, it. No, but I, I, I can uh, chip in there and say that I've been listening to his podcast about uh, Tour de France for the last weeks now. Stages, it's called, and it's uh, super popular. And it's like, yeah, he did what he did. Uh, and um, I don't know what to think about it. Like, because it's also it's not it's also an issue of this the entire sport is kind of broken in that way, uh, but that doesn't really um, that doesn't really justify his choices. But anyway, he is a uh, he delivers so many one-liners that's so funny and interesting about bikes, and I think that's also his personality was also the kind of the reason why Col de la Madone was became famous I, because uh, of his way of telling these stories. I mean, obviously all road cyclists have had their own kind of routes where they try their form to, to do measurements, but he, he used the last part of Col de la Madone to try out his form before Tour de France each year, basically. And in the video that we made, we stopped at this particular corner up by a village where at least 
the way I've understood it is that this is the place where he stopped and took off his uh, saddlebag and left his jacket there on the floor or, or on the uh, on the floor of the mountain and then uh, climbed as fast as he could up to the top and timed himself and if he could do it under a certain time, I can't really remember how fast, uh, if he could do it under a certain time, he knew that he was in sh enough, good enough shape to have a chance of winning uh, Tour de France that year. And uh, so that's why Trek um, uh, named the, their top-end bike Madone, because of this uh, climb. And I can tell you that that last section is uh, of the climb is really narrow road. It's uh, really steep all the time, and uh, the sun is always on your back. So it's it uh, but it's extremely beautiful, um, but it is a interesting route, and especially the end of the climb. It's the biggest anticlimax ever because you think that you're going to be on the call once you're up there like on the top of the mountain but you're not you just by you just end up by a kind of a parking lot and a, a, a shitty sign saying that this is the the top and then you just go down it's not even top like it's in between two tops of the mountain so the first time you get up there you're just like what is this it and uh, yeah it was exactly my feeling and you can see it from the video <laughs> yeah so yeah, thank you, Daniel. I think that maybe next time that we are gonna go again. Also because my girlfriend has my the parents of my girlfriend they have a flat there, an apartment. So for sure I will go there at least once a year. We should do it anyways. And next time again, call the Ramadan. But next time we have to be a bit less lazy and go also to call the the Turini. This yeah, is also sure. another iconic one, and I think a bit tougher. Yeah. So thanks a lot, Daniel. Uh, I was thank as you. I was saying, I will put all the um, yeah things and details that we discussed about all the topics in the description below and also the video and Daniel's YouTube channel with yeah, a lot the, of great content. Put our shitty Strava route there too so you can see how slow we were. Uh, exactly. Also because you were talking about uh, how fast was Lance Armstrong to test himself. I think it was uh, doing the last segment on in 20 minutes. We did it in one hour and stuff. So yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, for us it's not performance for us. At least I can talk for me because you're also stronger than me. But for me it's just, you know, challenge myself and enjoy the route. And enjoying something like 45 degrees on your back when you're using a black jersey because you are just stupid. Yeah. Yeah, no, but I agree. It's it's about the experience that it is. I try to tell myself that also, but it's also like it would be cool to do it in 20 minutes, but that's not going to happen. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Daniel, thanks a lot. I will leave you to your vegan dinner then. Yeah, thank you and uh, bye bye. And talk to you soon. Ciao, Daniel. Ciao. And after it was Tuesday, climbing called the Ramadan, we had an amazing dinner together, kind of a picnic with a lot of cheese. I love French cheese. Uh, I had another day of stop and then I had my last ride. It was on Thursday and it was together with my girlfriend. It was a bit cheating. It was again going to Aspremont, but I want to introduce her to climbing in a lighter way. That's why she decided to rent an electric bicycle that took us till Aspremont to have lunch, but also here. I will let her explain what happened there and how, yeah, which were her feelings on top of the hill. And my companion for the third red day of riding in Nice, in the Maritime Alps, I think is the name, is Marcia that rode with me till the Aspremont. Hi, Marcia. Hi. How are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm a bit missing swimming together with you and riding the bicycle together, but still it's fine. Swimming. <laughs> yeah, and I know, I know. I prefer to lay down on the beach, but that's another point. Come on. Don't, don't, don't discover all the cards here. This is something serious. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Ah, okay. So, yeah, just a bit of introduction from yourself, because everybody probably thinks that because you have to bear with me, probably you are a great cyclist as well, right? Yeah, yeah. At exactly. least a great passionate with bicycles. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, I'm not. <laughs> but... <laughs> what? <laughs> no, yes, um, I'm starting to, to learn with you, because I didn't know, I didn't know much. 
but actually I am um, I'm improving I think no like yeah <laughs> especially thanks to your bicycle your fantastic Bianchi Metropoli Metropoli yeah yeah that is actually a bicycle that his weight is like I don't know a small cow but yeah I can no, understand but for almost one year I used it uh, like every day so in the hilly Lausanne. In the hilly Lausanne, yes. Mm. I don't know if you know, but Lausanne is very hilly. I think that people know, also because I'm swearing all the time that I'm talking about Lausanne. So. Okay. And yeah, so we were talking about our, actually my third day of riding and your first day of riding in Nice when we mm. went till the village of Aspremon. How did you like it? Yeah, uh, so... Uh, the the cycling or the la landscape the everything um cycling was very was very fun actually i i enjoyed a lot and i was also uh faster than you i think sometimes as usual <laughs> especially in the downhills in the downhills yes yeah because you you break so much mm. <laughs> anyway and um it was okay it was um i would say it was very hard it would it would i mean if okay maybe we can say that i didn't i didn't use the the real bike ah so you cheated yeah because uh, the problem is that when you when you ride uh, you are very very fast uh, for my standard so i i want to keep up i want to, to stay i don't want to have to be so far from you so of course so i asked you to, to use an electric bike. I'm but how was the feeling? And also because the other climb was really stiff, but I think that it's fine, you know, just to share something together. It's a good kickoff on the cycling world, especially when you are riding in the hills to have an electric bicycle. I did fine actually, because you are used already to ride a normal bicycle. Yeah. You were used to ride a city bicycle. You are used to, you also used a couple uh -huh. of time a racing bicycle, but yeah. what about any bike? So I would say, okay, now that I can, uh, can, I can actually see um, the difference between the, the different bikes. Uh, actually, it would have been better to use a racing bike because you enjoy much more, even though it's much more harder. So it's very hard to, to climb with a, with a racing bike. But at least at the end, so my, the thing is that my objective when I ride a bike, I don't know for you, it's the same, is that after you have um, you have finished you can eat whatever you want uh-huh so then that's the the the, the my 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 prize actually so if i use an electric bike yes okay i enjoy the ride i see the landscape i i don't suffer but then at the end if i eat because at the end you are gonna eat so i see you you eating and i don't wanna <laughs> i don't want i don't want to eat less but then i don't enjoy the food so <laughs> I have to say that I would have used the electric, I would have, I would have used a racing bike in this, this case. The, the only problem is that the, the weather, because it was very hot. Yeah, it's really hot. So probably having an, an e-bicycle was a bit better. But at the end of the day, I think that is a good start, as I was saying, riding the bicycle, because at least you know what you are missing when you are not riding a bicycle mm. uphill. Landscape, the place itself. How do you like, actually, to have a look to the landscape, to the village itself of Aspremont? Yeah, no, it was good. But again, with the with the e-bike, you cannot. I mean, the thing is that it's not. It doesn't. It doesn't last forever. So you have really to 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 use it uh, with um, to economize your battery because otherwise uh, you arrive at the end of the climb and then you have to use your own legs. And uh, and the e-bike is very heavy. So I think it would have been uh, so hard. So we couldn't go uphill, really. I mean, we, we reached the Aspromont, but we didn't go um, further, right? Because you told me that it was better. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if, yeah, from Aspromont, there is a super nice road to other hills. I did it a couple of days before and it was even better. But you're right, at the end of the day, then you're telling me that it's better to ride a normal bicycle because even if you are emptying your legs batteries you can still push a bit more with the electric bicycle if you are drawing coming completely the battery there 
uh, you should push harder on your legs and it's not that easy with something super heavy no. like this. But the thing is, I don't know, are there an, any electric bike, bicycle that are uh, lighter? Because this one was very, was very heavy. Yeah, it was not the best one, but uh, I don't know, we can ask to the producer of this kind of bicycle, maybe to do something like a model, a lighter model for the future. Because, for example, uh, I come from uh, Piedmont, no? so where the lung, you have, you can, you can, you can go with the bike and have a wine, and with electric bike you can actually enjoy much better, and also don't dress like uh, you dress, guys, <laughs> which is very sportive. But then you cannot really go and have a dinner with. The... You can have a shower before. Yes, you can have a shower, of course. Yes. Yeah. Maybe I'm, I'm a bit snobbish, I would say. <laughs> so next time, what we are thinking to do, apart going together to eat, to eat something proper in a restaurant, do you think that you're going to use an electric bicycle? Do you think that they're going to use a normal bicycle? Do you think that you are not come at all with no, me? No, I will come with you and I will, use, I will try to use a racing bicycle because when I did the Tour de Lac with a racing bicycle, it was very fun. We can uh, actually, I think that the good thing is that just find kind of the normal, regular pace to go together yes. and have a chat because I think it's the best thing about bicycle is not pushing yourself to the limit. Okay, or... so maybe I will not push myself to the limit. I won't, I won't push you. <laughs> but I would use the racing bike, so by step by step. Perfect. So next year in Nice. Yeah, no, but also somewhere else. Why not? I don't know. But we didn't talk about the food. How do you eat there? Yeah, it was very good. <laughs> but again, I mean, I, I didn't do so much sport, so I didn't enjoy so much because it was very heavy. It was very good, no? It was good. Yeah, the octopus salad could be better, but the meat was really good. The yeah. Maybe. Okay. You are a bit... Uh, I'm a bit picky. picky. <laughs> yes. As but, usual. <laughs> but it was, uh, it was good, no? Oh, yeah, ice cream also. Yeah, ice cream was good. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, Marcia, thanks a lot then. I didn't understand if you liked it or not, the experience with the bicycle. But I thought sure. yes. Okay, okay. I liked it. Yes, of course. Did you like it? I loved it. What I did loved you it. think Especially... that I was going with electric bike? That you were cheating. Okay. The, but, <laughs> but, but I was super happy that you enjoyed actually the landscape no, and everything. So you, you could see. No, but for you it was kind of, um, I mean, you, you could push harder because you wanted to follow me, right? Or not? Yeah, for sure. But that's not myself making, yourself making an interview to me. Don't try to swap the <laughs> roles of this stuff, please. Don't make it so complicated. Okay, sorry. <laughs> 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 Great. Thanks a lot, Marcia. <laughs> Ciao. Bye -bye. And I will see you in the next uphills because downhills you're unreachable. <laughs> Everybody's unreachable with you. Uh, it's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> okay. Ciao. Ciao, Marcia. Bye bye. Bye. Loving, really loving knees climbing. It's such a huge luck huge fortune that you have people that you live there i'm so jealous of you but i think i will come back thanks to the flat of marcia's parent really often to nice because i want to climb again and i want to arrive to call the tourney why you didn't go to call the tourney you are talking about call the tourney of the time you can ask me why stefano you didn't do it because i prefer to ride every second day let's say and so after friday Having a break, I preferred to pack back my bicycle. Sunday I was supposed to come back to Berlin, shitty weather Berlin by the way. And Saturday was not planned any ride because we were planning to go to Marseille. To Marseille where there was the penultimate stage of Tour de France. Uh, let's say it was not planned in that way because we were planning there to meet a friend. But once we were there and the plan was a bit late, we didn't have lunch together. Well, we were just walking in that area and then at a certain point I saw the harbor and the sea first and the harbor and then I saw a couple of cars and then super fast bicycle. Marcia, there is the, 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 the Tour de France. I could not speak so there. There is the Tour de France. Why don't we go there? Why don't we go there? And yeah, we stayed there close to the street making a lot of pictures. You will see them 
on Instagram and getting super uh, emotional. No, it's not emotional. Excited about seeing this professional rider going as fast. It was my first time for me. It was the first time watching live Tour de France. I watched live a lot of times Giro d'Italia. They were something like four or five times at my birthplace when I was a kid. Then I saw them in Rome, Siena, Cesena, uh, Trieste, Milan, Turin. I saw them a lot of time. But Tour de France for me was the first time. It was not the same feeling as watching a normal stage, but it's even better because it was a time trial, time trial of Marseille, magic. And so you saw them a lot of times. So it was great. Marcia was really waiting for cyclists, professional cyclists, especially for Chris Froome. She was super excited. She's the best. She's the best photographer of the couple. So she made a lot of pictures. And yeah, if you want to see a lot of pictures, just go to my Instagram account. But stop talking about professional cyclists. I'm not going to do it right now. I will not tell you who I was supporting. I prefer to uh, leave it probably for the future, talking about professional cyclists. This is a podcast about riding, not about professional cyclists. I will not tell you who I'm supporting. No, I cannot stop it. I need to tell you. My favorite one is always and it will always be Alberto Contador because I love elegant cyclists. But yeah, as I was saying, this is a podcast about rides and uh, this is just an episode, spread episode, as I was saying, and we called it Echelon. So if you want to listen to some more Echelon episode, just drop me a line. Hello at calamaro.cc or let me know about your feelings on Twitter, read Calamaro or Instagram. Listen Calamaro or just put a comment here on SoundCloud. It's, I can read it. It's not a problem. Well, just, yeah, carry on. And probably we're going to talk together. Actually, I'm going to talk. You're going to listen to me together again in sometime soon. Otherwise, I think that something new is going to happen in September. I will let you know. And uh, just if you want to see our climb together with Daniel, follow his YouTube channel, is everything here on the description below so you will see my face and you will see what happened during our ride and you will uh, know a bit more about anecdotes about that ride and let us know let us know if you liked it and uh, well nothing else to say looking forward for some new adventure looking forward for some new climbs looking forward for another episode bye bye <laughs>